0: This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. November 4th, 1979. About 400 demonstrators, mostly from Tehran University, storm the gates and scale the walls of the United States Embassy in Iran. They're followers of Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini. Muslim cleric who had led the revolution that sent the Shah of Iran into exile earlier in 1979. Many of them wear pictures of the Ayatollah taped to their chests. The Marine Embassy guards fire tear gas at the students, but they're unable to stop them. The demonstrators are mostly unarmed, but they've seen in skirmishes with the Marines throughout 1979 that the Americans won't use deadly force. As the demonstrators pour into the compound, embassy staff busy themselves destroying documents. The students later hold up the charred paper at a news conference. We are not occupiers, they say. We have thrown out the occupiers. Except they didn't throw them out. They held them hostage. There were 66 of them, diplomats and other citizens. Within a few weeks, the hostage takers released 13 people, all of them women or African-American, They said it was a gesture of solidarity with oppressed minorities and respect for the special place for women in Islam. Another hostage was released the next summer to receive medical treatment when he became ill. That left 52 hostages who would spend 444 days in captivity. It was a crisis that would overwhelm American politics and culture. The images of Americans blindfolded and let out in front of chanting and jeering crowds of demonstrators, and of American flags burning in street demonstrations, galvanized anti-Iranian and anti-Muslim feeling in the U.S. The hostage crisis dominated American affairs for more than a year. The ABC News show Nightline was launched to cover the crisis. It's still on the air. The students said they'd taken over the embassy to keep it from becoming the staging area for a coup against the Ayatollah, one that would restore a regime friendly to the U.S. and its allies. The United States, after all, had been a backer of the 1953 military coup that turned the Shah from a constitutional monarch into an absolute one. They fired back against charges that they were mistreating the hostages, saying they were treating them as guests. That was a lie. They were beating them, threatening them, psychologically abusing them. When the Shah was forced out of Iran in February 1979, he'd gone on a sort of world tour, searching for a new home. Went to Egypt, Morocco, the Bahamas, Mexico. By the summer, his health was failing. He had cancer. Switzerland offered to accept him for treatment, but he wanted to go to the United States. President Jimmy Carter wanted no part of that. His approval ratings were in the dumps, below 30 percent thanks to the energy crisis, and he didn't see any upside to helping the Shah. Besides, the State Department warned him that doing so might lead to Iranian radicals seizing the American embassy in Tehran. But Henry Kissinger wanted Carter to help the Shah. Carter needed the influential Republicans' endorsement of a salt arms limitation treaty with the Soviet Union, so he eventually agreed. Now, with the Shah and the U.S. being treated for cancer, the hostage-takers demanded that he be returned to Iran to stand trial for the abuses committed by his secret police. The standoff lasted for all of 1980 and into 1981. A military rescue attempt in April of 1980 ended in disaster, with three of eight helicopters breaking down before the planned assault and a fourth crashing after the mission was aborted, killing eight U.S. servicemen. After that, the hostage-takers moved the hostages to different locations around Tehran so they couldn't all be rescued at once. Negotiations for their release were conducted on and off throughout the 444 days, often in secret, sometimes using cloak-and-dagger methods. Since the Iranian government refused to speak to Americans, Algeria acted as an intermediary. And that meant that all communication had to be translated twice, from English to French to Persian and then back the other way. That slowed things down. In September of 1980, Iraq invaded Iran, and that complicated matters even more. The hostages were released on January 20, 1981, inauguration day for Ronald Reagan. It's thought that the Iranians didn't want the release to happen while Carter, who had let the Shah into the U.S., was still in office. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.